Understand that health can exist in any shape or size and that skinny is not the default to health. Hello and welcome to the Birdie and the Bees podcast. I'm your host, Alex Orr, aka Birdie. I'm a certified nutrition coach and personal trainer, knocking down myths and misinformation that has been created by diet culture, fat phobia, and under-certified fitness influencers. I'm here to show you wellness beyond aesthetics, nutrition, and exercise while guiding you into the direction of optimal health. You are capable of thriving and taking up more space. Are you ready for this journey? I think so. Let's dive on in. I'm feeling really good today. Yesterday was not a good day for me. Yesterday was not it. Woke up feeling good. I had a really good run today and I'm feeling great. I'm really feeling great, but I'm also trying to preserve my energy because sometimes when after like having a rough day and the next day I just feel like amazing and like endorphins are flying all over the place, I will exert that energy all at once. When I'm feeling just, you know, filled with energy and just excited and happy, like I just want to like express it all out, like dance it out or sing it out or just whatever and I get like kind of jittery but I have to always remind myself like okay preserve that energy for the days that you're gonna need it the most because if I exert it all at once I'm just gonna end up feeling drained and depleted and I'm not gonna have preserved energy to use when I'm just not feeling myself so trying to ground myself because (laughs) I have been on cloud nine this morning and I'm trying to come down from the clouds and ground my feet to the surface, you know? Today's episode is sponsored by an internet troll. We love that, don't we? I don't get a lot of hate. Um, Being a content creator, I am honestly very grateful that I don't get a lot of hate because it's very rare, especially with some of the things that I I post, like, I think some people may see it as a controversy. It's very rare that I get hate. Specifically, I don't really get hate on my own page. Like, I am very proud of the community that I have built, and I love you guys. I love all of your love and support, and it always, like, is overflowing with love. Like, there's very rare times where there is a hate comment under my own post, but I do get hate on other people's posts when I like comment and someone doesn't like what I have to say oof do they go in and thank god that I'm in a place where one I never take anything personal because if someone is hating on me that's a reflection of not only their own insecurities but also their ignorance so like I said I never take it personal um And I'm also just, like, in a good place mentally where I don't let what someone says, like, negatively impact me. I don't let it trigger me or, like, send me down a spiral like it used to. So I can handle the hate. Um, But I am really glad that I don't get it that often because that would really suck. But anyways, I commented on this one post and... It was actually for Self Magazine, which was the magazine that I was featured in. Shout out to them. And the article that they were talking about, it was featuring 
Jessamine. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Her Instagram is my name is Jessamine. And it was talking about fat folks in the fitness industry and how even if they want to go to the gym, they can't just because like there's it can be sometimes like an unsafe place because there's so much judgment and discrimination. Like it's really frustrating for the fat community because people that are very fat phobic, they want fat people to exercise because they want fat people to be skinny. But then they judge them and discriminate against them when fat people are in the gym. So it's like very contradicting of them because it's like, you need to get to the gym, but like, don't work out around me. Like, I don't know. It's very, it's, it's just not a safe place for fat people. It's very common in that community where they just face a lot of judgment, a lot of discrimination. They face, you know, people giving them lectures or unsolicited advice. Like, it's just, it makes it unfun for them. It makes it harder for them. And within the uh, comments, a lot of people started to go dive even deeper and talk about how exercise is such a privilege and that not everyone has access to exercise not just like to be able to go to the gym but there's so many reasons like you can think about people who live in really small homes with a large family where they can't afford to get a gym membership but they don't really have the space to work out within their home or maybe within their neighborhood they can't even safely go for a run because maybe they live in a dangerous neighborhood and you know that happens to be like in a lot of low-income areas so it's not like they could just move out to a safer neighborhood because maybe they just have a lower income um you know maybe people don't have access to equipment which obviously you can work out without equipment but you know there's also people that are existing in disabled bodies they don't always have the privilege to exercise because, you know, maybe their body just isn't capable of movement, but maybe there is like something that they can do, but it's kind of harder for them because it's better to work with a professional so you know you're doing it safely and doing it in the right way. And, you know, not everyone can have access to that or afford that. And then you also have people that are chronically ill or mentally ill and they just don't have the energy or mental capacity to exercise but yet we shame anyone who doesn't exercise and really we have to wake up and understand that exercise is a privilege like there are people that they can't move their bodies in a certain way in order to exercise there are people that do not have the energy like i have a i have a friend who used to be an athlete and she got chronically ill and now like even if she wanted to work out like it's it's just harder for her because she goes through days where she literally doesn't have any energy at all because of her illness like it's just people are very ignorant to that and they just think oh like you're you're not healthy so you need you need to exercise like that's like always answered like people they just get the advice of you just need to eat healthy and exercise. And that is such terrible advice. One, because just telling people, oh, just eat healthy and exercise. It's not that simple, especially like people are like, well, how? Like, how do I eat healthy? How do I exercise? You know, you just don't really know how. And especially with exercise, 
you can easily injure yourself if you're not doing it right. So you can't just tell people like go exercise and then they can just assume what, you know, what to do and how to do it. But also health is so, it goes way beyond physical. There, I repeat this a lot, but I just, you know, I think it's very important to know that there are eight pillars to wellness and physical wellness, which includes exercise and nutrition. That is only an eighth of overall well-being. So telling people if they're, you know, oh, I'm trying to be healthier or like telling people, like giving advice of just exercise and eat healthy or eat healthy, you'll be healthy. Like it's just not good advice because there's, that's only an eighth of the puzzle. There was lots of comments on that. And I think that a lot of comments, like they had some really awesome things to say to like contribute to the conversation. But then there were also a lot of haters and people, people that just choose to stay on the ignorant side. I think there are people out there that just, they only want to see from their perspective and their perspective only. So they're not willing to like be open-minded and see from the other perspective. And that's what creates ignorance, unfortunately. And so a lot of these people that are, you know, saying like excuses because like saying, oh, this is just an excuse that this person, you know, that someone doesn't have the privilege to work out. Like literally everyone has a privilege saying you don't have time is an excuse. And I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Like saying, you know, no excuses to working out is absolutely wrong. And that's what creates so much shame. Like even, you know, feeling your own feeling ashamed yourself because you have society having this no excuse mentality. So then you just think, wow, like I'm a piece of crap because I am not working out. But I've been in a phase where I literally didn't have time to work out. And when I did have time, I didn't have the energy. When I was working seven days a week as a nanny and a personal trainer, I was, you know, I was busy. I was working every single day. There wasn't an off day. I was working six to 12 hours a day. So there wasn't much time. And obviously I could come home and work out. But by the time I came home after working with children and, you know, working out with my clients and stuff, I was tired. I was drained. I was physically, mentally, spiritually drained. There was no energy in me when I would come home to work out. And then... I could have like obviously woken up a little earlier before work to work out, right? Like when people are like, oh, no excuses, just wake up earlier. Do it when you get home from work. I struggled to wake up earlier because even though when I would come home from work, I would try to relax, I was still very tired and just drained. And so I knew what was best for me at that time was to allow myself to sleep in as much as I possibly could. I still had to get up early for work. So sleep in a little bit and then have a slow and grounded morning. So I would get up, maybe I'd do a little stretching, like to have some sort of movement. And I would eat a nice fulfilling breakfast and like drink my water. And then I would get myself to work because my job required me to be moving around and like on my feet all day long. So in the morning and at night, I just couldn't. I mean, obviously my job was like very physically active. So doesn't really matter if like I'm not exercising technically. If I was sitting all day, then maybe I would even have the energy to exercise. But because I was so busy, it just like I didn't, I didn't, like I couldn't. And so I think that we really should get rid of the whole no excuses mentality because there are legitimate excuses and we really need to be more aware of that and 
less ignorant of, you know, the diversity of people that exist in this world. Like people are really, really cruel. And also they're not welcoming to everyone. Like someone on the comments was literally told this fat person to go for a hike. And she responded by saying, I love hikes. I also love yoga, weightlifting, cycling, and swimming. Right now I'm totally into hiking and yoga every day. Like obviously, you know, she's she's fat, but she's living an active lifestyle. And his reply says, I said hiking, not rolling down a hill. And it's just like, that's really upsetting to me, but also probably really upsetting to that person. Like you, you tell them to go take a hike. They respond and say, oh, I love hiking. Like I actually live a very active lifestyle. And then they shame them for, you know, moving their body like they're like oh you're you're there's no way you're hiking because you're fat so you you're probably just rolling down the hill people don't understand that health does not have a look health does not have a size once i like i said earlier health is beyond physical but also like you can be very active and eating a very healthy diet and live in a larger body that does not matter there's a guy he's been in a lot of magazines and I feel bad I even follow him on Instagram but I don't remember his name he is like over 300 pounds and has ran several marathons in his lifestyle like he's incredibly active and he eats you know a healthy diet he's a literal athlete but he's a large person like he's in a fat body but it doesn't matter that doesn't make because he's fat it doesn't mean he's unhealthy he's living an active lifestyle and we are still shaming these people and like these people are still like no there's no way some fat person is healthy there's no way some fat person is living an active lifestyle we have to understand that fat people have existed ever since the beginning of humankind if you go back in the day and you look at paintings and sculptures and all kinds of stuff, you will see fat bodies. They have always existed and they will continue to always exist. So one, you have to understand that like, and accept that, that fat bodies exist and allow them to exist because you're not allowing them to exist when you're constantly shaming them. And Understand that body diversity is this beautiful thing. If we were all skinny, the world would be very boring. It would be very, very boring if we were all skinny. But also, like, understand that health can exist in any shape or size. And that skinny is not the default to health. It really isn't. Because when I was at my smallest, I was sick. I was not healthy. I was barely feeling my body. I was exercising way too much. I was stressed. I was depressed. I was losing friendships. My relationship was taking a toll. My family relationships were taking a toll. I hated myself on so many different levels. Like I was not healthy when I was at my smallest. But here I am. This is not my biggest. This is not my smallest. And I'm the healthiest I've ever been. So, you know. It really just doesn't have a size. It doesn't have a look. But going to the internet troll. So I made a little comment, you know, just talking about body diversity and stuff. I don't remember exactly what I said. And this man, he has the audacity to exit the comments from this post and look over my profile to see what I look like. Mind you, he 
has no picture in his profile. It's always the people that don't have a picture in their profile. It's always them and their accounts like private or whatever. So his account was private. You can't see what he looks like. But, you know, of course, he has the audacity to see what I look like and judge what I look like. And he says to me, if you're being serious, because I'm uh, before I mention this, I did mention that I was a personal trainer. Um, so anyways, he says, if you're being serious and you're actually certified in personal training, I have to tell you that the shape you're in is an embarrassment to the profession. Can't believe people pay you for fitness training. Watch your caloric intake, ma'am. This comment, and if you follow me on Instagram already, you already know that I kind of addressed this comment a little bit. But of course, I had to bring it to the podcast and address it a little further, say my thoughts. Um, This comment is extremely dangerous. And like I said earlier, thank God I'm in a really good place because a comment like that would have sent me spiraling. For someone to say that my body is an embarrassment and to say that I should be in a caloric, or to watch my caloric intake, like, that would have really got to me. Like, I would have been like, wow, this person, like, sees me something as, like, sees me as a fat person, and I need to diet. Like, I would have been like, oh my god, I should. Because I used to, you know, think that fat was unhealthy. I used to think that fat was unworthy, and it's completely not. It really is. Like, I'm in a larger body, I have, you know, a little bit more fat on me now, and I've never felt more worthy. And I, you know, as a personal trainer, I'm actually very successful at what I do. And a lot of my clients, you know, they they love me and they love what I'm about. And I recently got a job working at a Ivy League university as a personal trainer, and that's like huge. And it doesn't matter you know, the size of my body, like that doesn't make me less of a trainer because I'm not, you know, one of those typical looking trainers that have a six pack and have muscles on top of muscles and a 5% body fat. Just because you're all muscular and strong looking doesn't make you a good trainer. I don't think that my worth as a trainer is defined by the size of my body. And I think that that was obviously a really cruel thing for him to say. But like I said earlier, I didn't take it personal because, you know, he's clearly very ignorant of body diversity and he probably has his own insecurities. So, you know, that's that's on him and that's that's a shame that he had to say that to someone. And what's funny is I actually responded and I'm not one to like have to explain myself, but I did respond and like tell him, you know, this body like got through two marathons and this body also has gotten me through four eating disorders and like I just you know went on to like all the things that my body has gotten me through and that I'm the healthiest I've ever been and doesn't really matter that I may be a little bit chubby like I'm still a very successful personal trainer and I I'm very good at what I did what I do and he actually apologized but then he followed his apology up with I hope that you're able to like lose weight or something, you know, along those lines. And I was like, I don't count that as an apology. Like he still thinks that I'm like on a weight loss journey. You know, he, he still thinks that thin is the default and it's, it's a shame. It's a shame. There are so many people like that that are really ignorant and fat phobia just runs deep in the fitness industry and it's tough. It's really tough, especially just being a personal trainer. Like, it can be hard. You know, when I first became a personal trainer, I'm not going to lie, I was a little nervous 
starting off because I was like, are people going to look at me and be like, oh, she can't be a good trainer. Are people going to look at me and think, oh, she's not a good trainer. Like she doesn't have a good body. And so it was kind of intimidating for me at first. And I felt like there, I did question my worth a little bit. And, you know, I was worried about how I would succeed. But then when I started working with clients and I think they understand that I have the knowledge and a lot of the clients really do like that I'm not focused on the appearance of the body and that I'm more focused on making sure that they're doing the exercise right and giving them the knowledge to understand how their body works and how muscles work and giving them the opportunity to just feel strong and get stronger than they are now. I think that's what makes the clients keep coming back and what they love about me. So yeah, I mean, I there was a point that I questioned my worth as a trainer um, and it can be intimidating because like I said, there's fat phobia in this industry and it's like, I can learn to love myself and understand my worth, but sometimes when I'm in an environment that I know is fat phobic, I do feel a little uncomfortable. Like, even though I appreciate the body that I have now, walking in knowing that these people are fat phobic, makes me a little nervous because I'm like, they're probably, you know, saying mean things about me behind my back. They're definitely discriminating me. Like, I don't trust some of these people and what they may be saying. And like, as much as I don't care what others have to think about me and I can't please everyone, it sometimes does suck to be in an environment when, in which people are discriminating against you or at least against your body type. That sometimes does suck. I'm not going to lie. That's why, like, I try my best to to inform people about body diversity and that health can exist in all shapes and sizes to try to work towards less people being fatphobic. And here's the thing is where fatphobia comes into play. Society has engraved that into our brain. So whether you notice it consciously or not, we're all fat phobic in some way. We all have internalized fat phobia within us because that's what society taught us. Society has taught us that thinness is the greatest achievement and that thinness equals health and that thinness equals happiness and beautifulness. <laughs> um, you know, there's so much discrimination against fat bodies. So it's like, who would want to be fat in this world? And, you know, obviously every wants to be skinny because society taught us like that's where you need to be and that's where internalized fat phobia comes into play and when I say fat phobia it doesn't mean that you're you're scared of fat people or you don't like fat people it could really just be in like within yourself of like I don't want to be fat I'm scared of gaining weight and it I mean it just goes even deeper than that and that's a conversation for another day but I was just talking to someone and they were asking me, you know, what were some things that really helped me heal my relationship with food and my body and, and exercise. Something that I said was unlearning internalized fat phobia that society has taught me while also unlearning the diet mindset. So letting go of the belief that thinness brings happiness and health and letting go of labeling foods bad or good, clean or dirty and healthy or unhealthy. And then lastly, working through any childhood trauma that may have influenced my poor relationship with food and my body. 
So ultimately what I was saying is that what really helped me to have a better relationship with my body and with food and with exercise and everything else was just breaking down and unlearning that internalized fat phobia and um, working through that relationship with food, not labeling food as good or bad, unlearning the diet culture mindset, and of course childhood trauma because trauma or just any trauma in general can really make a huge influence on your relationship with food, your relationship with your body, especially because a lot of times we hold trauma within our body. And so those three important things are huge to having a better relationship with your body, with your food, with the way you move your body, but also having a better relationship with health as a whole, being able to see that health is so much more than physical and being able to see that health can come in all shapes and sizes, having a better understanding of body diversity. So ultimately, what I wanted to really say is that it's very important to understand that health can exist in so many different sizes because we can be so ignorant to that. We can be so ignorant to the fact that fat people aren't always unhealthy just because they're fat. Like there's so many things in this world where diseases are linked to obesity and I wanted to just say one thing about that is that obesity is measured by the BMI scale. And the BMI scale is heavily flawed and really shouldn't be used today. It was created by a male mathematician who knew nothing about the body. He was just fat phobic and he wanted to create a scale to show that, you know, thin people are the healthier ones, which obviously that isn't true. He just knew, he all he knew was numbers, and he created the scale. The people he used as his, like, test subjects to create the scale was white men, which basically means that anyone who's a person of color and any woman do not necessarily fall under the scale. Like, it's not as accurate for them. The scale, because they only used a test study of white men, it only really relates to them. But on top of that, there's just a lot of like flaws to it. For example, the BMI scale is only based on height and weight. And when it's only based on those two things, it's leaving out the fact that weight can be distributed on in so many different levels, not just your height. Weight is also distributed by uh, the amount of water you hold and bone mass and muscle mass. Like there's so many things that contribute to your weight. So with that being said, it has a lot of people on the scale being labeled as obese or even morbidly obese when they're not what we would think of what obesity looks like in our head. For example, I always use this example, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, we know him very well. He's very tall and very muscular. If you look up his BMI scale, he lands in the obesity and you would think, oh, he can't be obese because look at him, he's he's ripped, right? But according to the BMI, he is. And so when we say that, you know, obesity is linked to diseases or even with COVID right now, when we say 
the most people that are getting COVID are the people that are obese. It's so incorrect because do you know how many people in this country or in this world that are considered obese on the BMI scale that actually aren't? It's just not, it's not something that we should go off of. But anyways, overall, we have to really work on our internalized fat phobia and be a little bit less ignorant. Um, You know what I always say is that health comes in all different shapes and sizes. You can't look at someone and, and say whether they're healthy or not because you just don't know. Health is way beyond physical. So the eight pillars of wellness are physical, nutritional, emotional, social, spiritual, intellectual, financial, and environmental. Those are the pillars of wellness. So like I said, way beyond physical. You can't look at someone and decide whether they're healthy or not. Moving forward from this topic today is just being more mindful that health can come in all shapes and sizes and being more self-aware of that and understanding the concept of body diversity and understanding just because you live in a larger body doesn't mean that you're incapable of existing in a healthier lifestyle or existing in overall well-being and it also doesn't mean that you aren't capable of self-worth and you're not doesn't mean that you're incapable of being beautiful. You can exist in a larger body and be beautiful and be happy and be healthy. It is completely possible and understand that the BMI scale does not define your health and others around you cannot define your health even if they tell you that you're healthy and that health goes way beyond physical so just because someone is eating healthy and exercising daily does not mean they're actually healthy because there's so many other things that we have to take care of in order to be uh, overwhelmed overall well (laughs) so anyways moving forward i hope this episode aligned with you i hope this episode brought you value so glad you guys came to listen to today and if you're not already you can subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss an episode if you want more wellness on the daily you can follow me on instagram that's at nourish birdie Thank you guys so much for coming to today's episode. I will see you guys back here next week. All right. Bye.